Frozen Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. I ho neighborinos, it is Frozen Shows. As always, I'm your host, Josiah, aka Mauler67, and with me, I got my bro, I got my brother, I got my main man, Austin. How you doing today, Austin? I'm doing good. That's good. I'm doing good too. It's Monday. We decided to uh, take off yesterday and instead do the show today because you decided to take me home and visit me. We had a little eventful weekend and we got to hang out and that's cool. But, Austin, there's there's a weird rune that kind of looks like an eye in this area. I it, it's, it's something special. I don't really know what it is. Oh yeah, that's right. Today we have our special guest decide to join us, Rune Ioka, my good friend Jordan. How you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, <laughs> been watching you guys on and off. Thought the idea was pretty cool, and then I heard what you guys were uh, watching this week, and I was like, "Oh, that's one of my favorite shows." So I decided to uh, join you guys for this yeah. week. I I'm I'm happy to have you because uh, you're the one who introduced me to Code Geass. Um, you gave me basically all the uh, DVD, and you're like, "Here you go, watch them, enjoy." And I did, and I watched, and I enjoyed, and I was stressed, to say the least. So let's go ahead and jump on over to the actual setup. So it's a little different now. We uh, have it three ways. Technically four with the uh, other thing, but that's, yeah. That's our setup for today. So, Austin. Mm -hmm. You are the one who haven't watched Code Geass. I forced you to watch this. This is our first <laughs> anime on Bros and Shows. Um, I want you to do a quick little breakdown on what Code Geass is, and then we can start into conversations about it itself. You, you don't have to go into super detail about every little thing, but just enough, because everyone, including the people listening, unless they're crazy and love to watch the world burn, got to watch it. So awesome. Do yeah. your thing. So... <clears throat> So, uh, so a little background for people that don't know me too much, but I don't watch a lot of anime. Like I've watched some anime, but not a lot. And so when I was asked to watch Code Geass, I was like, Ugh, no, uh, I actually went out and asked people about it. Like, I was like, don't tell me anything about it. What do you think? And three of the four people I asked were like, this show's my favorite show. It's like in my top five animes. And I was like, oh wow okay and then one of them was like eh. and i was like well i could kind of see why he wouldn't like it now because after watching i was like okay he's into like certain other animes so i could see why he doesn't like kogios but kogios is a very very political anime it's um deals with a lot of um different problems that people might Mm. I'm trying. I'm trying to state this. It, 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 they <laughs> they live in like a society where oh, you no. have two fractions that um, are pretty much against each other. Like, um, it, yeah. So there there's this group called the Britannias, and then there's like this other group called Elevens. If I'm correct, yeah. you guys can correct me on all this. So um, so Britannia is a na like a, a nation you're you're basically right it's it's a group and a nation essentially that conquered japan mm -hmm. and whenever uh britannia conquers a place they don't just 
conquer it and say, all right, well, Japan's part of Britannia. They basically demoralize them and turn them to a number. Mm-hmm. And so 11s are Japanese that have been conquered. And the whole country of Japan has been conquered by the start of this anime. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so like anytime they 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 establish an area, they they like like what you guys were saying, they take away the the area's the country's name and mm-hmm. they turn it and they give it the like area 11, area 10, area whatever. Um and it is turned into a satellite of Britannia. So it's not actually a part of it and like Austin, like you were saying, it's very political and this is it actually deals with like a lot of like racism mm-hmm. and stuff like that because of like the people of Japan aren't Japanese anymore in it. They are known as elevens. Yeah. Yeah, so like that that's what I got from this. Uh this series <laughs> is very, very well in depth and in detail with uh some of the social things that like people have to go with. Especially against under like a, you know, after I could never imagine. So like if you could imagine like living in, let's say, Cuba before Fidel Castro, you know, like it was just this regular type of society that actually wasn't that really great. And they had a lot of people doing violent acts towards each other and they were destroying that country. And then Fidel Castro comes along and everyone's like, oh, thanks. We're going to like liberate you. And in reality, what they replaced him with was another dictator. Um, So like how I felt with this whole, this whole show is you have, you always have those people that are against what they do. And then you'll have those people that are trying to make things better, but they do it the wrong way. And uh, you can tell that, uh, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> want to say too much about this because I can be really, really put on a on the spot. And um, this could be a very controversial thing that I have. Okay. And that is, does terrorism really work or does it not? And in my eyes, it does to a certain extent. And this show is perfectly known for that. But when you do suffer with terror, when you do give in to terrorism and you become a terrorist, uh, you the phrase that everyone uses is um, you can't make an omelet if you don't break a couple eggs. And some of the things that like I've seen. uh, LaRouche, is that how you pronounce it? LaRouche. 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 Just do Lulu. Lulu's a pretty endearing name. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, so Zero is this guy that is completely kind of like this rebellion fighter that, you know, he's like, I'm for the people of Japan and you guys have like done this way too long. And, you know, you have these lineages of these monarchs and like these dictators. Well, it's like pretty much a monarch. And, uh, you know, he kind of just wasn't into the whole thing at all. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's kind of a, wow, that was a fly. Uh, that was a good guy. Uh, he was just pretty much a good guy, and he saw, like, a truck uh, get hit or something, so he wanted to make sure that they were okay. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a bunch of terrorists. That was weird. I don't know if I heard that. <laughs> um, I I thought I heard something, but the, it was C- the CIA is breaking in through your door now. Oh, like, he's talking weird. about those evil things. Like he's talking about the terrorism. Uh, 
so he actually meets up with a girl named C2. Mm-hmm. Or in in <laughs> and what's really funny is me and Josai talked about this a little bit. Uh if I would have had Japanese dub and the first time I watched this, um and I would have just read subtitles, I would have thought C2 was named CC because how terrible the subtitles were for Netflix uh translation from Jap from Japanese. It was, and it so, was weird because like so yeah. like I I never I I'm one of those people that's like sub or dub whatever you watch wherever you want to watch I don't mm-hmm. care um but whenever you were watching it and I saw the subtitles and it said CC I was like oh that's interesting Austin do you think you would have caught that would would you like you wouldn't have known and then I would have said C two you would have been like that's a weird way of saying CC. And I knew someone from school named Cece, like her name was Cecilia, but we called her Cece for short. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. I didn't think that they would spell it that way in the dub. But yeah, awesome. Go on. You're. So the, the thing is with this, the show, um, so he kind of gets this power called Gios. And Gios is this thing where if he can stare in someone's eyes, he can pretty much tell them what to do. Uh, but he can only use it once on that person. And he has like a range. Uh, he actually tests that range a couple of times. And he also tests the longevity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they ever, I, I must've missed it, but did they ever like solve if that girl like kicks out of the Gios, the one that was like, what was it? The, like, the, doing she like, was doing the uh, wall thing where she was scratching. Yeah. Her. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like he came to the conclusion that it was infinite until the task was complete. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, um, so he gets this power and stuff. You come to find out that he has a friend that's in the you know battalion army or military or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, they have like this background story of like how they are two people. They why they know each other, and. Um, you know, and then you come to find out one of them's actually runs these huge robots called nightmares, which are part of like, you know, like infantry, um, mm-hmm. kind of like artillery in a way, because uh, you know they don't really use like planes and stuff because it's like it's primitive. Um, so you know they use like these nightmare things, kind of like you'll, you'll see them probably here on the screen sooner or later. Uh, they kind of remind me of Gundams. In yeah. a way, like how they look, uh, but I think they're cooler. I like the I like the designs and the creativity that they have, especially the Japanese ones with the whole katana and everything like that. I think that's always cool. Um, yeah. So pretty much, this show is about Larouche kind of taking over Britannia, mm-hmm. and he. Oh man, I, I don't know what to explain here. No, like if, no, no. You, uh, Austin. Okay, Jordan. Yeah. How about for you? What you think he did? An okay job or, or what's yeah, like your he, thoughts? He, he did an okay job explaining like <laughs> the, the first episode and the premise. Yeah. I, I would say. Yeah. I would yeah. say. And it, it, yeah, it basically is like a show that technically, if you think about it, because like so, there is a very fine line with what the uh, Black Knights are. Like, are they terrorists or are they are they freedom fighters? Are they are they rebels? <laughs> And that, there's kind of that thin line. Like, you know a terrorist from a terrorist whenever they're doing something. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. But, like, what they're doing is kind of, like, 
it's, it, it plays on both sides of the fence, really. So it all depends on, like, your view of it. Britannia sees them as terrorists, whereas mm-hmm. the Japanese might see them as freedom fighters. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a whole percep- it's whole, a whole perception thing. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of the thing that I really like about Kogios to begin with, like, my personal take is um you get a lot of that two side of the fence so i know i do want to i do want to mention that prime has been talking chat has been making me laugh this whole time but he did point out that c2 is a chess and pawn in chess is a pawn which would mm-hmm. explain her part more and then that makes me interesting for the later character that gets introduced that is connected with c2 i'm not sure um if we know his name yet or not but um oh, oh. All I remember is I know that there's a, a is it a D, D two, D two, yeah, yeah, and then okay, there's okay. also that crazy. I wasn't sure if they said his name. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about the lab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mal's no, 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 not not Mal. No. That's that's different. No, because but... Mal's Mal's dead or Lao or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, because like C two like shoots him and then like the head. Well, no, like, it was yeah. uh, all the military. Pop, pop, pop. Oh no, he he no. Yeah, he lived oh, yeah. that. He lived oh, with I the police because it was C2 because Lelouch uh, chastises her for being like, okay, you can't do that. You can't just leave him un... Like, you can't just be like, okay, I'm done with you and leave and mm-hmm. leave things undone with him. And mm-hmm. basically, he was just basically scolding her for leaving a loose end yeah. and saw in what was going on. And she was just kind of like, well, he was just a kid at the time. And it's just like, yeah. well, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because later on, like, um, you know, because he puts his geos on him and says, do not speak ever again. Yeah. And then he walks out of the chapel and then C2, like, shoots him in the head. And I'm like, whoa, assassination. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, assassination, take him out. Yeah. Um, But what I was was saying about the uh, concept of Kogias and why I like it so much is that you have those two beliefs. You have Lelouch, who believes, like, in order to get things done, in order for things to change. One second. Could you keep talking? I gotta take my dog out. Yeah, you could have just kept talking. Right. You could have left. I'm I could right. Um, I'm me and Jordan here, but um, yeah, you have the two perceptions. You have Lelouch, who is all about breaking the eggs. Um, nothing good can come if you just won't do the means to do it. They end justify the means. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you have Suzaku, who's the exact opposite, where it's like. The means the end means nothing if the means are improper or wrong to get to so he's all about going through the ranks doing everything legit and correctly to solve all the problems and, and that's something that i really liked and because they're two views they see each other in two different lights lelouch sees him as like a lapdog only doing what britannia wants him to do and doesn't realize he's being used by britannia and then suzaku sees zero or lelouch as this terrorist who in the end will bring nothing but hate and destruction upon the world, no matter how much he wishes to change it. Mm-hmm. And like with, with like the whole, the whole thing with what's going on too. Mm-hmm. And this, this does kind of go a little bit into season two. Not too much though. Um, especially well, Austin's since Austin's, here. yeah, Austin's not here anyway, but, but, he but you know, people in the chat. Yeah. yeah. People in the but, chat. Uh, yeah, so careful. But, ultimately because he also kind of admits it in like in season one too about it he is just using everything that he's doing like with the rebellion and the mm-hmm. black knights to save japan to just to, to get to his own ends yes 100 percent. and he's using them 
and and that's something that I'm like in, in the beginning of the uh show he's easy it's simple it's 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 normal for him to do that it, oh, it feels. and he kind of works towards it but then at the end it falls through but that's what it is um in the sorry i think my my internet crapped out or stalled or something like that because i didn't hear anything oh you didn't hear any of that <laughs> yeah oh it's okay it's okay but basically it was just down to the point where it's like lelouch himself uh oh man i totally forgot what i actually said right there well because i don't know if what i said came through like he was using oh, yeah. he's basically using the black knights in japan to get what he wants because mm -hmm. he wants he wants to get revenge on uh britannia well it's not just that he wants to get revenge on Britannia. He also wants to figure out who killed his mom. Yeah, and he and... wants he wants to do that. But like he holds everyone yeah. in the Britannian royal family accountable because he's just like, okay, well, uh, these are the people that did stuff, and mm -hmm. so this is, this is how he's going to find out. And they're all his half siblings. Yeah, I I, I wish <laughs> I wish there was a. Uh, I'm sure there is if you if I research actually a little bit. But actual family line because i assume like the king has been married like five or six times or, or at least had children with five or six different people mm -hmm. um, like um his mom was one of the is a consort she was yeah because uh, like how you differentiate um, where they're from is the middle name is is their middle name oh really it's yeah because it's lelouch v britannia and then it's like euphemia la britannia huh and stuff like that so their middle name does um dictate who the consort was oh because all okay. the consort all the consorts go by britannia too because i believe lucia's mom was uh, a Br britannia too but she but the middle name i guess that's what you would call it is different hmm hmm okay that's pretty interesting i didn't actually know that i because that's how you tell who's related like who's yeah. a, who's a, who's a full sibling and who's a half sibling? So like Cornelia and Euphemia are full siblings. They are they are brother and sis. They are sisters. And okay. then like Lelouch and not only are full brother and sister, but Lelouch and Euphemia are still only half sister, half brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. But okay. they're still they're still brother and sister. So like there's still that bond and stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Now my question is is so like the V. Is that V actually a V or is it like a, a, a five? And then I think, like, it's, I think it is a V because I don't think there is because it's La. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so there's no A in Roman numerals. Yeah. The, so, Roman numerals. so my thought process, because you said like the mill initial kind of tells you where they're from. I thought maybe their mill initial would be, <laughs> would be like the number or the cell. The number, the, the consort yeah. number. Yeah. No, it wasn't like that. Oh, no. Because apparently, the king got like, around, yeah. <laughs> well, because apparently, like Lelouch's mother is like the um, was like the one who uh, was was knew him since they were younger. Okay, okay, so since, she's been around since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, she's been around for a while, apparently. Oh, Austin, hey, you're back. Thanks Hi. for thanks for the Welcome mice. back. So yeah. one thing I did want to ask real quick, I forgot to ask at the top of it. Jordan. Yes. What type of shows do you normally go to? With Bros and Shows, it's me and Austin kind of forcing each other. 
to watch different shows. Austin tends to watch more drama, real life stuff. I tend to watch more animated stuff, like whether that be anime or animation. What type of stuff do you naturally go towards? It really depends on what piques my interest. Okay. Because like I I I I jump around on like a lot of things. Like I like fantasy stuff because like I've watched Game of Thrones. Like we did. Yeah. Uh, I was on a couple episodes of your guys's uh nerd watch yeah i remember yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and we talked about those um like i like there's there's because like sitcoms are really hit or miss for me so like one of my favorites is how i met your mother mm-hmm. but i'm like anytime i see stuff about friends i'm not as interested in it yeah i understand that okay no that's good no and now last question for you for for a sec how did you come across upon kogias because i got it from you you showed me Austin got it from me. What about you? Where'd the source come to? It came on, I believe, because it aired in America and on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if Toonami was on Adult Swim at that time or not, because I believe it was because this because Kogias was coming on at midnight. Yeah. But it was either Adult Swim or Toonami at the time in 2008. Okay. It, it, it had it. to be in Adult Swim because in this series there's boobs well that's the thing that's when <laughs> toonami goes to late night like those late night ones like toonami is now mm-hmm. they do the more mature stuff yeah hmm. well i'm i'm happy they did because I'm, I'm glad i got to figure out that i don't think i would ever found this series if it wasn't for you it's not something mm-hmm. that i really see a lot of people publishing or like trying to get out there like with trigun or like Cowboy Bebop, it's every now and then, like it's all over the place. But this one, I never even heard of it until you showed it to me. And mm-hmm. other than that, I, to be honest, a lot of the characters in the show could be from any other series. I could completely misplace them for other characters. Like, oh, that character could have been, uh, was it like um, Clovis looks like he could be from the Castlevania anime that just came out. And I would just be like, oh, that's one of the characters from Castlevania. Stupid, but I could see it. All right, Austin. So, since you're the one who had to watch it first, what's something you want to talk about when it comes to Code Geass? You want to talk about a person? You want to talk about a situation? It's on you. Um, there's a lot to crack here. Yeah. Um, because there's there's some things that like um, I was very upset about. Uh, like mm. that. What what's great about the show is it has emotional feelings to it, uh, because you can you know kind of feel the characters are really well written to have that feeling of the sense of being oppressed, uh, also feeling sorry for characters because they're actually innocent. Um, I'd have to say my favorite character out of all of them is one of the most innocent characters of them all. Um, and I love that character. Who, who is it? May I ask? Um, I always it, it, Nania. Is that how you pronounce it, her? Nanali. Nanali. I call her Nania. Um, yeah, she's so innocent, and yeah. she's like, I don't know what my brother's doing. And then you're like, Your brother's a terrorist, <laughs> a rebel fighter. You know. So, so I I really do like Nanali, and it's it's kind of interesting that it's actually Nanali who stops Lelouch in this. Well, to to a degree, like. Uh, for yeah. instance, in um, like the whole idea that Euphemia came up with for the um, 
special administrative zone of Japan came from the idea that not only only wanted to spend time with her brother, like that's all she wanted in the world. She just wanted to live with her brother. She's innocent. And from her conversation with Euphemia, Euphemia came up with the idea of the special administrative zone of Japan, which we know how that ends. But the concept was good. It was actually about like, in all honesty, until Lelouch's Gios kind of messes up, um, I think it would have worked. It would have stopped the Black Knights and series could have ended there. But of course not. This is drama central. We can't let that end that way. We get the worst freaking episode <laughs> of my life. Um, not so the only not problem, bad, right. but like it, it made me feel horrible. It made me feel absolutely dreadful. Yeah. But go ahead. Austin. So there, there is a problem I do have. Okay. Um, especially with the character of uh, Zero. Okay. So the problem that I have is sometimes I felt like Zero's character for a long time always had the outcome be good on his end yeah. for a long time. And I kind of felt like I was like, ugh, if this is just going to be a series, because like I kind of like guessed on the ending a little bit, and well, season one, yeah. yeah. Um, so like some most of it that I thought came true, and then some of it there was like those twists that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like especially with the Gios getting out of control and doing that to, um, Euphemia, uh, Euphemia, yeah. Um, so. The problem I have is like there for a while. I was like, "Oh, maybe something bad will happen with Zero's plan this time." Nope, because uh, like I felt that way with the avalanche or like the rock slide thing. I felt the same way with the hotel. I was just like, "Oh, sooner or later, you know, Zero's plan's gonna fail," and then it never really happens until like close towards the end, in my opinion. Um, with it happening, uh, there's like some hiccups, but they're not like dreadful hiccups um well I, so so here's the thing like I, I i mentioned to you and i'll say on stream that i feel like the worst problem of kogias and this is for narrative stance and, and jordan you can say how you feel about this too but i feel like anytime that there is a power level increase the next level is just instantly there instantaneous like they have a very bad power creep so it's like for instance um they're like, ooh, it's the Lancelot. One unit can destroy everything. Well, now we have the Gurin Mark II. Oh, Gurin can beat the Lancelot. Ooh. Oh, but now the Lancelot has the superpower core, which stops the Gurin. And then it's like, oh, but now we have the Gawain who can fly. It's like, well, now the Lancelot can fly. Ooh. And it's like, well, now that we perfected the beams on the Gawain so he can clear everything on his own. It's like, well, we made a better cube. It's just So every time it felt like that. That's the thing about the, like that that but that's like that's the problem with like mecha animes in general because that's what this is it's a mecha yeah, anime yeah. Yeah. is that there's always going to be upgrade because well for like I know for Gundam it's all about like that that gives them kind of more incentive to sell model kits because it's like okay yeah. if it was so like for a Gundam Wing because most people know that one if it was the same Wing Zero throughout the series it'd be oh okay but like the development and making of it it does happen fast. I will say, but at the same time, I feel like that's is something that like is there because they're making these technological advancements in an era where that's not unheard of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that no, you make a good point because for me, it's kind of like being it's kind of like complaining that Pokemon is like, 
oh, every time he catches one Pokemon, another Pokemon comes along, he captures that one. It's just like, yeah, that's the whole concept. Like, that's the that's the thing that makes the series the series. Yeah, it, that makes sense. I guess for me, like, I always got frustrated because it always seemed like anytime something bad happened for Lelouch, it's because of new technology. Yeah. Came so in and basically stopped him. So I will say this. While his military plans seem like they're going off perfectly and like he's technically i guess you could say he's a genius but it's one of those situations that like he's played strategy games like he's played chess his whole life because that's a big tone within the thing he's like he played starcraft but, yeah. but the other thing is is that like he like most of those victories also came at a personal cost or something that affected him later on yeah like you said like with the avalanche is like oh it went off perfectly shirley's dad died yeah, and that the... affected his personal life a lot because it made ah. him do something. It made him do something that caused a lot of problems. Yeah, and and well, it ultimately led to Shirley, like not being his friend anymore. Like he had to geos her to forget because he could. Like because of that, she was able. She was able to find out who he was and who Zero was, and she couldn't live with it. So he had to geos that away. I so, can kind of see that. I that, just, yeah. I just think that. I think that it, I hate characters, and that's why I don't like Lelouch. Why you watch TV shows if you hate characters? No, no, I hate characters like this, where oh, yeah, no. something like this happens, and they try to fix it with a band-aid, and then they try to fix it with a band-aid, and then they try to fix it with a band-aid, and then they try to fix it with a band-aid, and then sooner or later, it like implodes on them towards the end. And yeah. I knew it was coming for a while, because like, he's just putting a band-aid on us, like when Shirley... Like when she's like, oh my gosh, I know who Zero is. And then he's like, you know, kind of geosses her. So, um, Austin, you say that, yeah. right? And I yeah. have the perfect character reference for that. Okay. You know who he needed to tell him something? Mike from Breaking Bad, no half measures. <laughs> so Lelouch's biggest problem is, is whenever it was people that wasn't connected to him, he, he was harsh and to the point. Uh, you know, all the people like you should die. You should kill themselves. <laughs> But when it's people he cares about, he tries to do Gios or try to do something to make it that they survive. And that, yeah, like you said, it's the bandage effect. He tried to make it in a way that Shirley could keep going on. But if he was like intent on his thing, he would have had to kill Shirley the second she found out who he was. But he well, didn't want to. I, I think also, too, is uh, my predictions about what the next season's all about. Okay. Um, and how I feel, I think will affect because how he deals with things. Uh, he's that kind of person that lets people go, like certain things go. He sometimes does not complete like full measures. He doesn't mm -hmm. complete what he needs to complete because like in reality, he should have murdered multiple people or assassinated people and he let them live because he likes them mm -hmm. or he doesn't want to hurt them. And it ticks me off a little bit because it's like, yep, it, this is probably going to bite him later. And there for a while, you know, you know, because of the Shirley thing, you know, the only way that she really found out is she wrote like that letter, like crinkled yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, the crinkled letter. Having it, and it, she's like, that's actually zero. And, you know, that's the problems I have with uh, some writings. But it, it, it's not this fault. It's not this anime's fault with that because I've seen it so many times that this anime i think came out like the original anime came out like 
It's like 2008 or something. 2005. 2000. It came out in America in 2006. Um, yeah. Or 2008. And I think uh, R1 came out in Japan in 2006 or 2007. Because I believe in 2008 they were finishing up the series with R2 in Japan. Yeah, so 2000, 2006 is whenever it first came out, so you were correct. Okay. In Japan. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was going to say with that is, um, it's just, you know, I've seen that plot device for a long time. And it could be because people are fans of this show, and I could see, like, you know, people, people take plot devices from everything. But I kind of felt like some of these characters, I was like, well, I kind of know what's going to happen because I've dealt with that before. But that's... Past all that negative stuff, I'm going to say the good things that I liked about Code Geass. Okay. Um, so Code Geass. One thing I liked was I do like... The name, I like the name Code Geass. That's a cool name. That's all I got to say. No, kidding. go on. Austin. I would have to say C2 is a very interesting character because mm -hmm. I can't really put my finger on her if she's bad or she's trying to just live in the moment and she's trying to just push things forward and she made a she made a problem happen and now she feels bad for it and then she has to try to solve it because she's made all these other problems and then she's like constantly like always like i can't let you die and i was like just let him die you know but that's just me because i was just like it'd be funny if he died well re uh, remember I, that in the beginning like of the really. series yeah he made a he made a like a yeah, contract a with her, a pact. Yeah. 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 So that's why she doesn't want him to die is because it's like you have to uphold to your side of the bargain. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I feel like um, I, I really like that interaction. I actually like C2 a lot because she's mysterious and I like mm -hmm. mysterious characters. So I'm, I'm cool with C2. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing I do like is, um, well, no, so one of the other things I do like is the the fighting in this and the American um, actors that voice their you know do oh, a lot the, of voice voiceover. Okay. Yeah, because Richard Apkit or Aps Askin, I forget his last name. He does the voice for Raiden in the Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. uh, games. He's in this. There's so many voice actors in this and like American voice yeah. actors that I love. He, he plays Detard. For for yep. anyone who doesn't know the the uh, yeah, the reporter guy. guy. Yeah, I, yeah. Side note, I love that guy. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Just just his absolute fervor, like enjoyment of Zero, is always yeah, just he's super like established. He, yeah, he's, he's just he's like, just I'll so, follow you to the ends of the earth, Zero. He's like, everything. He's so he's so cool. <laughs> he's like that guy that's like, my gosh, that, like when you go to school and you see those cool kids, you're like, those kids got cool kids. I want to be <laughs> like him. Kind of like that deal. Yeah, gotchies. Um, oh, there is one thing I did not like. So there is, it, with every show, I don't mm -hmm. care what you say, there's always those filler shows or their bottleneck episodes. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I can point out two of those episodes. One, the island episode, and two, uh, the carnival episode. Because those two were like, there's nothing really going on here. And then you have to watch them because there's always a detail in it mm -hmm. and you know with the carnival one it was just her like revealing her plans about hey we should actually have a neutral zone and i was like we had to go through the whole episode of like people hitting other having fun and not doing anything to develop the story same with the island thing 
uh, those two characters have to be together so that they can develop. And mm. I, I just, I was just upset about it. I was like, See, come on, let's move on. The, but the, the bottleneck episodes. The, the one for me, the filler, I, I call it the filler episode, is the one where uh, Arthur takes Zero's mask and they do a whole thing on the school of like, whoever gets the, the cat first gets a kiss that's that's the episode we were talking about too that that is a filler episode that, that that's my only um, filler episode i don't like the the uh festival one i do enjoy because like one how can how you can be mad at c2 just wanting a giant pizza like that was legitimately <laughs> adorable when she's like oh yeah go for the giant pizza so, and yeah, then like know, and then when when they stop making it she like gets crushed oh yeah when like, the pizza falls like, into the tree <laughs> it's it's super like okay I want that as like my my go-to picture if someone's like, "Hey, guess what? Your favorite show got canceled." It's just her holding a pizza, pizza uh, plate of pizza. Uh, uh, yeah, plate. Just a plate. Looks absolute crushed. It's just her alone in this crowd. Yeah. It's yeah. That was that's always hilarious. I that was one of those uh, scenes that I was like, you didn't expect that from Pizza Pizza. So yeah, I yeah. will say. That. The interesting thing about like all the like the, her pizza thing is because I believe I believe it was a sponsorship. I'm not 100 percent sure, but Pizza Hut well actually been. sponsored sponsored Kogiyas because yeah. they edited it out in the, the, in America because of the trademarking thing. But like in Japan, apparently like the little stuffed plushie she has is called Cheesy Coon, yep. and that's mm-hmm. like the Japanese mascot for Pizza Hut in Japan. I I I had Austin look that up whenever I was watching it with him. I'm like Austin, you see that little octopus thing he's like yeah i'm like look up what cheesy coon is and he's like it's a mascot Just for so. pizza hut in japan and i'm like yep kogia oh. sponsored by pizza hut oh for those super fans of kogia if you want your own cheesy hue i have put in a link there is an etsy shop that makes a life-size one of those uh, now i gotta get one <laughs> um but something yeah. to keep an eye out for, I will say this also when you're watching season two, um, mm. there's going to be a scene where they're in a truck. Keep an eye on the stickers on the truck because they're whited out in, for America, but uh, you can make out a very distinct logo shape. Mm. 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 I didn't even know that. I'll have to look out yes. for it too. Um, yes. Austin, so yeah. let's let's move on to another character. So we talked about Zero for a bit. We jumped around to C2 for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um... What about Suzaku? What what are your kind of takes or thoughts on Suzaku's character, character arc, and so on and so forth? Um, the actually my favorite character arc for him actually has to be his dad. Like his whole story when you find out that like he he murdered his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the point when I first met him, I was just like, this guy's a dweeb. <laughs> he's just like one of those dweeb characters, and he's like, I murdered my father, and I was like, I feel that. I feel that brother <laughs> and then i was like but i've never murdered my father but like you know it, it, i like the drama so like i like the emotion i was like yes for c2 for for uh i always pronounce his name zaka or whatever suzaku suzaku wait I oh my gosh for, yeah, you're, everything everyone you you said that to me now my brain's not working suzaku yeah there you go suzaku. just go by his uh lance a lot yeah pilot lance a lot there you go so um i don't i still don't like him as a character um Mm. but i do like his background his background is very interesting um i hate him being like this deus machia character in a way 
where like everything's going bad and then he shows up and he's like i'm good to defeat those guys and i was like uh stop <laughs> i austin i yeah. feel you i remember the first time i watched code geass uh season one one of my problems i had was i despise suzaku's um like we have to work from the inside out blah blah meanwhile he's saying this while the britannian army is massacring civilians and i'm just like it doesn't matter how long it takes you to work inside out whatever you create will not justify all this massacre not nothing can and and so like it was that was episode one that that happened and i'm just like screw screw you dude i can't stand you but i will tell you this now austin season two i really started liking him a lot okay so he he has a, a weird Wait, change so does he live does he you, live you'll you'll see I, i'm austin i'm going you to tell you this he lives no no, no you austin said, you spoiled it no austin specifically about this season two is going to be a lot different than you think it will be and you don't even know when or where it takes place that's all i'm going to say to you you have to watch to know okay well i'm just saying how the cliffhanger happens at the end of the season mm -hmm. i didn't know that if he was going to be there um Hey man, so, you don't know if he lived either. That's the beautiful I, thing. I don't know. I don't know. Zero or him. You know, we don't know. But um, yeah, I just felt like his character was like this Deus Moxia character where like he got everyone out of trouble all the time. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm Lancelot. I'm old with this. So um, uh, yeah. I will say this real quick, Austin. Uh, you don't watch a lot of mech shows, do you? I do not. <laughs> okay, so Lancelot is essentially because like uh, every mech anime does this, and mm -hmm. it's one of those situations that Suzaku is a ace pilot essentially. Like he's going to be like him and Colin are the ace pilots of their respective factions. Got you. So he's going to be one of the. So he's going to be that character that gets them out of that situation, and this also kind of lets him climb up the ranks of Britannia because if you've noticed that because he's an eleven he probably wasn't going to go anywhere. So, yeah, his fall, his plan of, like, um, I'm going to change the system from within is, like, no, you're trying to just go through the ranks of an extremely racist uh, occupying force. So, more than likely, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so, like, actually, when um, I started realizing that, it kind of reminds me of how France was, uh, at, uh, like, during the revolution. Well, before the revolution. So, like... Napoleon Bonaparte was part of the army for a long time and he had all the you know he, he had all the credentials to be a general and um the thing was was they chose instead of quality over notability because yeah, someone would be like yeah it would just be like oh well you know this person because you're related to the half prince or something like that and so they would give him the job instead of the person that's qualified for it. And like, I kind of feel like in that way, he's kind of the Napoleon. And like, I was like, man, you know, it'd be really cool. Like, this is my prediction. Take it or leave it. It's hot. No, I think actually I have not seen anything about season two. So if I get this right, this is totally off the top of my head. Um, so I really think that zero succeeds. Both of them don't die. And, uh, well, something happens that prevents uh, from either one of them dying. Because, you know, they always have it. Like, the guy just took, like, 60 shots. And the 
by the police and lived still because of modern medicine. So I'm <laughs> guessing like someone gets shot, they save them, and Zero takes over and becomes like this dictator in a way, not a dictator, like kind of a general um, or a president. And this Lancelot dude becomes like the Napoleon where he's a very well-known general because he's notarized. He's like his right-hand general then. Okay. Uh, so they know each other. But that's my prediction. Um, okay. Just because that'd be kind of cool. I, I think so. If not, write it. Get your get your story on. Um, but I really think that I didn't like him as a character. Um, I And I felt so bad for him, though. Like, I felt so bad. Especially, like, watching... You know, I could never imagine. And when a when a character can pull you into the relationship with someone, and then you feel sorry for that person, um, it it tells me that the show did a really good job at writing it, so that I feel that. And when um, you know she dies, and he like loses it in a way, mm -hmm. um, I felt it. Like I felt that emotion down in me. But I watch a, oops, excuse me. I watch a lot of drama, so, you know, it has to take something that I'm invested into. And this show invested me. Like, I was like, okay, I like this show. It's not one of those shows, like, even though I've talked bad about it a little bit, those things I can overlook because the show, when it comes down to it, I was actually very glad that I watched this show. And the drama that's in it is exactly the drama I want. So I'm totally okay with it. Um... But when she dies and he shows like his his love for her, um, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was very it, it kind of made me like him more instead of just thinking he's a dweeb. I was like, this guy's just trying really hard in the situation that he thinks is correct, and he's trying to do what he believes is correct. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's kind of stuck in between this hard place, and the only thing that he had that was okay in his life at the time was this was the princess yeah and not to she, mention she's also the one who like saved him helped him out elevated and tried and, tried and literally it, it, it blew my mind when she knew who zero was because she was like i kind of guessed it like you know it, it it just how you act and how this is and the character that i was like when, when she gets shot the thing that Zero says was a very emotional thing. He said, I just killed the only woman that I think I've ever loved. And so you can tell that that character, a lot of people love that character because that character was an influence on other characters. Mm -hmm. And it was just a character that was caught in a crossfire. A good character that was caught in a crossfire. So let's bring this up. So, you know, his kiosk, kiosk, his kiosk, is out of control now and mm -hmm. he starts talking to her and the big reveal happens where you come to find out he can't shut it off and she makes him makes her kill all the japanese yeah he, he like used it as a like you know if i told you to kill all the japanese you would have to listen to me and that scene i i really like that scene because as he's saying it, he's saying it so casually like in conversation and it starts playing that noise of the like it's going into her brain as he's still in the middle of talking 
and you see the whole little shing like her, her brain getting changed it just cuts to her just crying and you're just like oh no i wasn't prepared for this it was it was a good twist <sighs> i will say it was exactly what i probably yeah, I... knew was going to happen sooner or later where he couldn't control it but i didn't know how he was going to do it but i kind of guessed it was going to be around that time but i didn't guess what was going to unfold and that was one crazy twist and her just murdering like everyone going around murdering the japanese the one the one thing that still uh. kind of gets me is the uh scene where like you're hearing lelouch kind of talking to his brain like i can't believe this has happened my gios caused this and it cuts to a single scene with her covered in blood with a machine gun just spinning in circles just mowing down more people and my brain just like blew up whenever that i saw that because yeah. then it cuts to this little kid covered in blood crying too and i'm just like there's women children old people in there and her and the other knights are just borderline slot nine borderline just straight up slurring them all I want to give a lot of credit to Kogias uh, for putting those images in this anime because it takes a very, very big person, especially with a show like this, to show that kind of war. Um, you know, like, you know, real life situations that we can talk about where, you know, sometimes they're completely sugar coated. Uh, you know, when you hear World War Two, you know, you, you're heard of you you talk about it and all that other stuff and you see some pictures of like the internment camps and everything else but then when you become like a history buff like i am and someone that's pursuing a career in history you research that stuff and some of the images that you see or like the things you hear uh disgust you and it feels like we kind of sugar sugarcoat over that stuff because we don't want to hurt people yeah and it also shows the realization of the things that are a harsh reality with that is like people being murdered it is war like people get caught in the crossfires constantly and there is no like war is not pretty you know even with a cold war it's still not pretty people still die in a cold war um it's just it, i like that they didn't spare any just oh there's too much violence in this they yeah, they showed it like that stuff they showed what it really kind of felt like to be part of a a country that's been torn apart and that's why i like this show is because it's like it kind of makes me feel like how uh, france was uh right before um the french revolution a lot of things happened and they kind of split up the the controls and uh well it was after world war one so after world war one and germany fell uh well not france germany so after world war one and germany fell they had this treaty called the treaty of versaris and the treaty of versaris was pretty much like uh, hey versailles. you're gonna like versailles yeah so like hey you're going like you're gonna have to like dumb down your military forces you're gonna owe us all this money and pretty much put pressure on them and which that treaty led into who Hitler was. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that he wanted to bring Germany back to the motherland. And I feel like in a war-torn society, like people are willing to jump on each side if they believe in it without the repercussions of war. And so you have Zero that's literally murdering civilians too, 
he's doing the same thing as they are um it's just not his people he thinks so both of them are wrong because it's war but like i said before at the beginning is you can't make an omelet unless you crack a couple eggs See, so what's funny to me about that austin yeah. is that zero I, I i believe in in this season at least i don't think he actually kills any civilians outside of the misuse of his gios that one time which wasn't intentional i don't think he ever commands his people to kill um the units and furthermore i the one thing i I will actually use to kind of combat that thought process is if he would command them to kill um civilians like the black knights to kill civilians they would refuse him because their their loyalty they believe in him but they they're not like brain dead while the britannians okay. you have euphemia who tells her to tells them to kill the japanese and starts murdering them herself they all just were like yeah kill the japanese yeah like there's literally a guy in a mech who's just like you hurt her let's murder them all like yeah what no self-respecting person would massacre civilians and as much as we want to say like Lelouch is, is a horrible person to, to a degree. Most of the people he kill, whether it's his side or the other side, because that's a whole different story. He does murder a lot of his own people to get things across. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he I'm... only kills, normally he okay. only kills military people. So, he doesn't kill so civilians. I am wrong about the civilians, yes. But he does kill people that that initially don't deserve it sometimes. Uh, in my opinion, there's a couple people that he does kill that I'm like, why? Why are you murdering this person? Um, like, especially... Explain the people that he kills. Yeah. Like, or say who these people were. Um, I would have to say the guy that actually held the hotel up. I didn't think that he oh, had the, to Oh, the Japanese them. people, yeah. I don't think he had to kill them. I think that he could have, like, made them surrender, but he forced them to kill themselves um you know why he did that though right it kind of and kind of not because i i don't know like so so he did it to 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 resolve the situation but he also did it to get the uh kyoto i think it's the kyoto uh uh, the kyoto warfront or something yeah he did it to either disband them or get them on his side yeah it was a power move yeah, and that's that's so. what it was. Because he's just like, okay, I can't be having any other freedom fighters if I'm supposed to be the ideal freedom fighter. And if they're not mm. going to willingly join me without with, uh, me having to give up my identity, with them, with me having to give them my identity, then mm. I'm going to just remove them from the board. Yeah, make, make it seem like they chose their own way out. Austin, I will say this. You know who Lelouch kind of reminds me of? I think from now on I'm going to start referencing the show because it's your show. He reminds me of Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. And necessary evil, but also terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I will not deny that Lelouch is a terrible person. But I, I, I believe it's like the one good thing about Kogias is there's a lot of gray. Every character in the, the show is gray outside of the innocent characters like Euphemia and Nanali are all gray. Well, like, I think mm-hmm. but I, I think the problem is with the show is it shows really one side in a way. It mm-hmm. presents one side, and then it kind of concludes to the other side a little bit. 
Because, like, let's take, for example, like, if we talk about real life stuff, uh, the Taliban believe that the Taliban is right. And mm -hmm. Americans believe that Americans are right. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think how they presented this and how you're presented with those characters, like Lelouch or Lulu, I, if I'm saying his name right, whatever. Yeah, Lulu, yeah you're good. Whatever. You got it. You got it. Okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, I'm getting it. Uh, how they present him, like, right away, uh, you can tell, oh, this is the guy I'm supposed to like. And uh, you're supposed to go with him because you don't really know the background story of everything that happened. And it slowly gets revealed through the whole series. But the whole time you're brought up, like, right away that this is a kid that's just caught in a crossfire. And then later on you come to find out that he's, like, a terrible person, in my opinion. But I think it's just how the aspect of this anime starts and how mm -hmm. it leads you into it. It automatically leaves you into believing that he did right. Yeah. And, or he he's the innocent person. Or he and, is the answer to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think like, cause that's the thing. Like when I, when I started watching this, it's like, I hope they go into more detail about like the other side and why they're fighting. And it, they kind of don't because you don't have like a leading person. That's like a star except for like, you know one person that ends I, will, up... I will say this Austin. um yeah. season two mm -hmm. you get what you want okay you, you you get more information about the other side and then you can then make your own educated guess on how you feel i i think yeah. what you're saying is is true i think the the show intentionally leads you into the beginning um with you only seeing the japanese side so oh, yeah. you side with the japanese and, and those people um i think they also do a good job of introducing you to good britannians you know with uh euphemia and like cornelia is is good to a degree because she is a good military person but she's very harsh on people who oppose her um which is a good sign of a leader not a great diplomat though and i think that's the whole point about britannia that is is explained in the beginning that Britannia is is bred and, and all Britannians are bred with this thought process that the strong control the weak because the weak can't do it. And so all of them are naturally that rough. I will make an example out of you type, but none of them are more compassionate people like not only are Euphemia because they get tossed away the second that they show that. So, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so like I I don't know. This show is very intriguing. I I really enjoy this show. So yeah. I'm just saying I'm I'm to the point where um you know there's still characters I still hate. There's characters I love. I actually have a nickname for Lulu uh <laughs> because I don't like him really. Uh, so I, I call him something else. Mm -hmm. um, uh, do you think that mindset was pulled to relate to you? Forward to her? Yeah, I would actually say that this actually like, okay, so Prime brought up a good question. I actually think that actually, I actually think that this would be a, a time period for World War II. This is a very good story. And it kind of reminds me of that kind of stuff uh, in a way where, you know, they were divided and, you know, kind of, hey, this is what this is it. Britannia's 11s 
kind of deal because Germany after World War II, that actually happens with Russia and Germany where they put the wall up. And then you have West Germany and you have like, you know, East Germany. So like the two people are always constantly trying, you know, like West Germany is trying to get to East Germany because West Germany is not really that great. And then East Germany is trying to get people out of West Germany because it's not that great. But there's always that divide uh, that, you know, Germany was not at power. But past all that, um, now going forward with this, uh, so you like we were talking before about um oh what what was the other thing i was going to bring up about the characters that i had a problem with there's something else i had a problem with and now i completely just it went off the right like off my head and i'm trying to think what i was must not say. be a problem then it, it must not be a problem <laughs> then. um no it was something that had to deal with uh something that I was like, uh, but it was early on and I think they fixed it a little bit later and I was like, okay, never mind. Okay. Um, I just don't really remember it, but overall first initial thoughts of first season I'm excited. I can't wait to watch season two. I'm actually really shocked that you made me watch an anime the first time. You know, I was like, ah, you know. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, no, I knew it was going to happen, but I was shocked that, like, you know, you were going to do that, like, after the second time, because I was like, hmm, I, di I didn't expect you to do, like, an anime right after you did Community. I didn't expect you mm. to do that. I was just like, oh, well, he'll probably pick something else. Awesome. And they were like, Tokyo. My, my, my repertoire is mostly anime and animations. Like, those oh. are the things I enjoy. Next thing you know, I'm going to be like, hey, man, let's, let's, let's watch Steven Universe. You know, like things like that. Who knows? Uh, that buckle up, boy. That's what we doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jordan, what what uh, is there any character that you specifically would like to talk about about season one character? Ah, Molly, why are you attacking me? So there's there's a there's a lot and there's not a lot. It's 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 complicated because like I like a lot of the characters. And because I watched the series and I know about season two, it's kind of one of those things. I'm just like, I don't know what would be spoilery to really talk about a lot of the characters. So, yeah, that that's understandable there. Uh, it is rough because so much happens in season two and so much gets revealed that, um, it makes talking about season one a little a little harder if you only know season one. It's kind mm -hmm. of awesome. It's very much how Breaking Bad was with you and me. There was multiple things where you're just like, Ugh, wait, mm, wait. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna ask Austin this. Do you know the? It's a blaring theme, but the other theme with this anime. And it has uh... to do. With, it has to do with the. It has to do with the mechs. It'll become more relevant next season, but it's something I want you to think about next season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the only thing that I can see with the mechs is just they keep evolving and it, it gets a little bit out of hand and it can turn into something that's who very... does Who does Suzaku pilot? The Lancelot. Oh, oh yeah. I, I know it's uh like the, the Night of the Round Table. Yeah, the Arthurian legend yeah, stuff. Arthurian yeah. Legends. So next season, I want you to think about this because uh, they never 
because this is this is a slight spoiler. There is no nightmare named Arthur, and a lot, and I feel like a lot of the characters draw that pilot the specific mech draw from that character in Arthurian legend. Well, one thing is to be truthful though, there is a character named Arthur, and it's a cat who freaking bites Suzaku over and over again, just like Molly was biting me. You know. Uh, that's one thing that I thought was going to happen, and I was like, if this happens, I'm not going to like the anime. I really thought that the cat was something that was going to, like, solve something. Like, so far that I, I think, I haven't watched season two, so I don't know. But, like, I was getting upset because, like, the cat would, like, randomly bite, and they're like, Arthur, Arthur. And I was like, that cat, if it turns into something, or it, it becomes something, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> So think about it. I want you to think about that uh, uh, of like the whole who is Arthur in this situation, not the cat, because the cat's not relevant. It's kind of there yeah. for comic. It's kind of there for comic relief because of the fighting it stuff. Hurts. Thing. Um, hurts. <laughs> because there's like there's a lot of like if you know Arthurian legend and you know some of the key points in it and who some of the characters are supposed to represent, then uh, you'll you might be able to pick up on some things. Okay. Yeah. Cause I really didn't, I kind of just left in with an open mind and then just like watched it. But like, I started noticing those, like when those nightmares were named that I was like, okay, so the knights are, the nightmares are like knights pretty much. Arthurian knights. So I was like, okay, this is, uh, I was like, it's probably related, but also to it probably isn't. So I didn't want to go into it too much. I was like, yeah, I'll just watch it. Um, yeah you're kind of right because like i feel like there are there like a lot of the other nights i don't too, know too much about but like a lot of like the main cast i do okay. like for the, for the for the arthurian legend so it's just one of those things to to think about and going yeah. into going into the next season um so so we talked about a lot about like the the Britannian side. How do you feel about like a lot of the characters from the uh the uh Japanese side? Like um, like Colin and Ogie and all those and all them. I was just bringing this up to decide since I was there that weekend. But dang man, Colin, when is she going to use that knife? The whole time <laughs> she pulls it out like every single time to stab someone and then she gets stopped. Yeah. <laughs> She she never uses her purse knife. Let's be real. But I do. Yeah. I like Colin. I I like her a lot actually. Uh, even though she's complete fan service on most things, a lot of guys are like, "Eh, there's boobies. Eh, there's boobies." Like you know, it's constant. I'm okay with it. <laughs> but um, I do like her story. Uh, the only thing that I thought was a little bit kind of cheesy, but also I was okay uh was the shower scene where she thinks that you know she she pretty much knows that lose zero but then he like tricks her by geosing some girl to call you know the was it the hall room or yeah, was yeah it like the, the, the maid whatever the main phone to, to play um the recording he had yep yeah so you know uh uh that was one thing I was like okay about, but I also hated because it's like, ah, oh, that's been done before multiple times by other people, uh, like other shows. Uh, I did like her realization with her mother, like that part with uh, 
like in the factory or is like in that warehouse uh where you come to find out that like her mom is only with she thinks her mom's with her uh well with that guy because you know she's like this lost love but she's actually there for colin and i was like that's a good story i like that um i'm trying to think the guy with like the red band that's across his head he reminds me of lupon um shoot what's his name ogie it's ogie okay is it ogie yeah Yeah. because he ends up getting shot by the girl that he helped um you know he starts bleeding out yeah um oh i i love that man he's 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 just that bully big comic relief guy and i like him he's just a fun character and i enjoy him so i wouldn't call him comedy relief i wouldn't do the man that bad well no he's like he's like the average joe yeah he's the average joe because that's why uh lelouch promotes him is because that's what he is he's the average man and all that stuff because that's why he that's the point he brings that's the point detard brings up the comic relief character you're thinking of the black knight is um i can't remember his name yeah the other dude that always has his mech all his 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 nightmare always gets blown up and, and, he's just and he like, always ah. is two-faced he's always like i love zero zero me our best friend zero breathes oh. I, I knew we should have chose zero how dare he do that like that's you know what is. i just realized what i was gonna say like a while ago where i said i lost it hmm. so when i was watching the show i had flashbacks from a cartoon that i used to watch when i was a kid okay. and it especially with the nightmare scenes so when nightmares fight they have like that launch pod that comes out of the back when they're like their nightmare destroys or whatever yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of gi joe like (laughs) you know it's like people be shooting like this helicopter and this helicopter blows up and you're like those people didn't survive and then you just see like these parachutes like like, every time that happened i was like that guy died and it's like oh you say that austin and then in the like the fourth episode, whenever Cornelius's knights show up, yeah, they yeah. purposely show you her impaling a nightmare with the spear yeah. through the cockpit yeah. area. So it's like I don't care how fast that dude ejects, he dead. Like, but a but a lot of them were like that though, where it was like, oh, I'm safe, and I'm like, yeah, okay. But the civilians, poor civilians, they didn't have eject buttons. No. <laughs> they all died. No, the, the military gave them their eject button in the form of a gun. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. So the the one character I want to uh, nick on real fast, and we're kind of hitting at the, the end. We've been talking about this for a bit. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk about Mao. Now, the reason why I want to talk about Mao is twofold. One... He's our first character we meet who has another Gios. And I always liked his Gios because his stat, like, so Mao is the, the guy who was before Lush, and um, C2 meets him whenever he's a small little kid. He gains the ability to use his Gios to read people's minds. Once he reached that stage of can't control it, he can't turn it off and he always hears people's minds. I enjoy characters that are like that where they have a really strong power but the negative is that can't turn it off yeah they're mentally unstable yeah and so i i I really like that and then it makes you kind of think like how how would slash how could lelouch become that that was my instant thought whenever a guy introduced to, to mal was if this guy became like this like this crazy obsessed with c2 
could Lelouch become like that? Like, what would be necessary for Lelouch to become obsessed with C2 in the same way? That that was like my biggest thing. I don't know if either of you guys have anything to maybe so, your guys' thought. So the Mal arc, I mean, it's not really an arc. It's only like three episodes, but I, yeah. st I still don't like it. It's not one of my favorites. It mm -hmm. is important though. Yeah. Because it is showing you of like what happens when you can't turn off your Geos, and we kind of know what that happens with Lelouch. He convinces uh, probably one of his favorite siblings, other than Donnelly, to uh, you know massacre an entire race. Mm -hmm. And, and um, the other thing is the one thing that's important too is you also see that Lelouch is able to Geos himself in the the last one of it. I really like that. <laughs> I said that and no one responded and I was like that happened I totally remember that happening why is no it one did. saying it <laughs> it did and it's one of those situations that because of what happens in season in, in season 2 that I'm just like hmm he could probably abuse that somehow yeah um, hardcore <laughs> so with Mal mm -hmm. um, that character like how he went kind of mentally like unstable i've seen a lot of movies that do that where like you know someone has a power in that movie and they take it too far and then they become that uh one of the ones that are coming to my head is a movie called the covenant where uh it's about like these bunch of like magical beings that can which use their power yeah like witches in a way but they're male uh where their eyes glow black and they can pretty much do anything like they fix a car a couple times like and they do all this other stuff. But the bad news is, is if you use it after you ascend, you start growing old, like at a fast rate. Like this one guy that's in there, he's like 16 years of age, but he looks like a 105 year old man. Mm. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that in a way. When I saw that happen, I was like, hey, it's the covenant. It's going to happen to that guy. He's just Sooner mentally unstable. Or later. <laughs> uh, but I want to say this. Yeah. Man, Mal, he crazy. And I'm okay with that because he does something that like i was kind of like what the heck mm -hmm. a bomb the, the 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 bomb that goes off because you have to change the range of motion or the motion has to stay constant yeah yeah that dude is mentally unstable because like i would just be like why would you do that that's bad <laughs> you know you could just do a regular bomb and he's like nope i'm gonna make Perpetual it super motion. hard see for you me know? For, for the, the one reason why I enjoy Mal as a villain, he's not even a villain. Like, he's not a very good villain. I'll say yeah. that. He's much more of, like, a, the crazy person who doesn't, who's never had to think for himself because he can read people. My favorite scene is where he shoots C2, and then he's like, C2, I got a special place in Australia for us. But unfortunately, you're too big to fit in luggage. Who <laughs> turns on a chase, and he's like, so I'll just have to trim you up a bit. You'll oh, be yeah, fine. I forgot about that. That... That brought me flashbacks, like flashback movies up, that I didn't want to. But yeah, it was oh. like you're too fat, you're too, you're too bust. I was like, don't kill her, please. Like, well, she, I'm she, okay. you, you look like she can't die, and so it's like she just will become this stump that he'll carry around with her. I don't and, know if you know this, but like chainsaws is a trigger that I have. Um, oh, I, I know, I Austin. Cringe. I remember when we were kids. Oh, okay, so you know why I cringe yeah. every time I see someone with a chainsaw. Well, two actually movies that do that one is scarface mm -hmm. and the other one is uh pain and gain so oh mm. uh, yeah. yeah i i was rough. referencing whenever we were little 
are on did a haunted house and oh, we all no. went in and she recorded kids going in and out to this scary little house that she made and i remember austin walking in half-heartedly like i don't really want to goes in and you just hear a chainsaw star up and you see the blur of the flash run by and it's austin and he's out of there and we all laughed whenever we watched that video but austin's like i refuse to ever go into one of those again yeah no it wasn't that it was more like um scarface really did it with me when i watch cringeness scarface makes me like you just uh, can't handle it i can't handle chainsaws like if someone uses like it for a torture device or you know and she was still alive i was like please don't show that please don't show that um you know because like i cringe so Mm -hmm. But Austin, don't you know C2's a lizard? Like, she'll just regrow the limbs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she gets shot with a bunch of bullets. She got shot in the head. And she doesn't have a hole in her head or a scar. It's just back to normal. So, she's a lizard. Yeah. Confirmed. She's one of the lizard race. And it goes mm-hmm. on from there. All right, Austin. So, uh, unless either of you have anything you want to talk about, I say we start wrapping this up then. Yeah. I'm good. So, yeah, I will say this. So, like, for as much as, like, you, uh, like, so earlier you were, you didn't like Lelouch because his stuff goes kind of perfectly and, like, the people he should have killed, like, that he doesn't because he has a connection with them. Mm -hmm. And, like, you you kind of had, like, uh, a problem with that. I'm just like, what? He, that gives him his flaws. Yeah, and that, that, that's one of his character flaws, and like some people don't like a certain character flaws, but it's an important one because you talk about how his plans always go awry. Like his plans always go on, and they never go awry. But the most important mission that he's ever had literally fails because of that flaw of caring too much. Yeah, because he has to leave the battlefield for Tokyo to go find Nanali. Mm-hmm. yeah she's been she's been stolen well yeah that's why like i kind of saw that coming that's the thing like there for a while i felt like he was it was just leading up to this thing where at the end of the series like the first season he was going to fail hard because his plan he couldn't it, it he couldn't get out of this plan that he had and uh how it led up where he was like not losing most of his plans or his plans would go small rye but he kind of like it wasn't like a huge defeat on him, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like I actually there's one thing that I was OK with that a lot of people I I, I read a whole bunch of Reddit stuff because uh, I was trying to do a bunch of research on stuff. I was like, eh, you know, what is because I've seen people's theories on like uh, how this show can relate to a couple things in history. And I was like, eh, I'll, I'll read into them. But one of them is like a lot of people were very upset with um how oh wow i'm drawing a blank now why is this happening to me i totally was reading up on it and i started thinking of something else like my brain and my anxiety is all weird about that but i forget what i was about to say sorry everyone i was in florida i'm back now um wow i'm trying to think what i was going to say there i really don't remember well whatever but I know that some people were upset with um, certain key things that his plan has. Uh, like some of his plans went too good 
in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it was the part where um, Zero goes in and saves the guy that runs the Lancelot because they think he killed, uh, you know, the, the one guy at the beginning. And then he lets him go and he goes back and gets tried. And they're like, well, there's no evidence, so you're free. A lot of people were just like, we, we, we think that storyline could have been better if uh, Zero would have just told him his identity at the beginning and then they fought towards Rebellion. And I was like, no, I, I kind of agree with uh, the people that wrote this series uh, because I feel like those two have to be those characters where one of them are like their yin and their yang. Because, you know, Lou is like that character that's trying to struggle to get his revenge in a way, but also like try to leave Japan into a better state than what they they're in right now. And this one's trying to lead Japan into a good state, but he wants to do it in the way of the society and how it runs now. So I was like, those characters need to be that way because if that character would just jump on that side, I think it would have just been like a very plain Jane story about just like two guys strategically taking over Japan. So mm. I like the power struggle between both of those uh, characters. So yeah, it, it's weird that like people think that like that is like one of the main reasons that turns a lot of people off supposedly on Reddit. They're like, oh yeah, that's why I didn't like the show the rest of the time. I was like, really? So yeah, just ranting along. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Okay. Well, I think it will be interesting to get your take next week with season two because season two um well it's it's going to be a doozy and I, i'd like to hear your thoughts on it and we all can start that this week unfortunately next week uh we will not be able to have jordan uh with us he is going on a little vacay so he will not be able to join us for that so it'll just be me and austin once again mm-hmm. um but austin as of now if lelouch of the rebellion code geass r1 was only r1 season one would you tell people to watch it or would you tell people to skip it if there was no season two if there was no season two i'd tell people to uh let's be real i'd probably tell them to skip it okay in reality just because how the ending happens i'm kind of like i'd be upset more upset because i want to know like the the solving of a conflict Mm -hmm. um there's there's a show that i've watched back then that i really loved and there was a conflict that like this happened and they never solved it because it got canceled and that's freaks and geeks season one Mm. uh it's one of my favorite shows of all time but the ending is so bad because it doesn't solve anything it just leaves you Uh, hanging and it's like it's better not to it's the old question is it better to love and to lost than is to it's better to love in the lost than to never loved at all for you it's it's better not to watch and to yep. have watched and been upset at the end. It's kind of like how I mm. feel with, with Game of Thrones. It's like, I love when people ask me, hey, would you recommend Game of Thrones? I say no. I said, if you're going to watch it, at least watch one through five. Uh, that's, that's, it. that's what I told people. I was like, yeah, I like Game of Thrones uh, up until, you know, uh, season five. And then after that, you can uh, balls in your court at that point. Yep. I'm wait like, wait yep. for the books. Wait for the books. Yeah. All right. Well, Austin, thank you so much for stopping by. Jordan, our special guest, thank you so much for joining us on this little adventure as we talk through Code Geass. 
um is there anything you wish to plug like this is a time for you to plug anything that you may be doing or may want to let anyone watching know that's going on on your sphere really like i i stream air quotes every now and then like it's mostly when i feel like it so mm. that could be like two days in a row or it could be uh a month from now it all depends on how my anxiety is doing that day mm. of being able to sit and watch people judge me play video games uh but if you are interested to know when i do do that for the random stuff that i would stream i i'm planning on streaming more and i'm hoping like josiah will join me for these streams mm-hmm because uh, I'm planning on doing like the the Halo playthrough with oh, yeah. at least you. Um, you can catch me on uh, Runaoka on Twitch. Um, TV Runaoka. Yep. And other than that, not really. Like, I have a Twitter. I don't do much with it. So you'd be <laughs> following someone who doesn't do anything other than like occasionally retweet stuff. I mean, you actually, yeah, you actually retweet a lot. You actually retreat some very cool stuff. You retreat a lot of art stuff, which uh, I do enjoy. I think a lot of those look really great, and it makes me sad that I don't, I can't create stuff like that. And it makes oh me yeah, sad it, it, I, I, I get, I get the same way, and I'm just like, I should. I have this fancy Cintiq just sitting here on my as my second screen, but I'm just like, ah, uh, no, thank you right now. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But as for now, yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Very good. Thank you again for joining us, Austin. Is there anything you would like to plug today? Uh, yeah, like always. Um, thing that I've been saying almost every stream now. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys are suffering from addiction or a problem that deals with, you know, your mental capability or addiction to drugs, please go get help. I recommend that. Uh, like I talked about three, four weeks ago, my buddy died. And I don't want to see other people die. And you can yeah. get over it. And people are there for you. And you should go seek help. Um, the other thing, I do have a TikTok, Overwork Nerd One. Uh, check that out. I just did a couple. I'm going to be doing a couple more videos tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I was in Pittsburgh over the weekend, and uh, kind of we were just busy. We played Here to Slay and a whole bunch of other cool tabletop games, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Overwork Nerd, uh, and you can also follow me on uh, Twitch here. I haven't started streaming yet. I just got everything back in order so I can start streaming. And we actually talked about maybe us streaming in the future, uh, like on a Saturday or something. And we would talk about that because I got like Sea of Thieves now and I got um, Final Fantasy 14. I'm going to try that out. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you got to try out. We played 14 together for a bit. I died. Austin got to live because I sacrificed mm -hmm. myself to save him like a real brother would that's true um but what can you do um yeah and as always i'm all six seven you're on my twitch i don't need to say anything you there you there you enjoy your life um but next week we will be doing code geass rebellion 2 uh this time hopefully on sunday night at 10 like we uh normally plan and then after then we'll find out what we gotta watch after that um pretty excited for that to see what will come to that and this week just throwing that out on the radar for both of you guys. Loki's coming out this week. This is the first mm -hmm. week Loki drops, uh, I believe it's Friday. Um, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, I just knew it was the 9th. I don't know what day that was. Um, I can't count. Don't ask me to. Oh, wait, it's the 9th? Yeah, it's the 9th. Then it's tomorrow. It's Wednesday. 
I'll it's trust you. Know, I can't. I can't count, dude. Uh, don't ask me. <laughs> don't don't make me look dumb. I'm already dumb enough. But yeah, one uh, once that finish, I know we will do a brown show for that. So we're excited for that. Um, but yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed the show. If you're listening to this via I, uh, IO podcast form, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>